Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. On Saturday! It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are available. It's a beautiful Saturday. Lots to get into. Brooklyn Nets make a blockbuster trade for James Harden. We'll go into that. The Jets have hired their new head coach. What it means for the organization and what it means for Sam Darnold. There were other hires around the NFL as well. We're going to go into those, see what they got right and what they got wrong. Divisional playoffs are here. We're going to go ahead and discuss those games as well. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Everybody step right up, step right up, gather around. It's the Big Top Nets in Brooklyn. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody to come see the fiasco that we have in downtown Brooklyn. They caved. They got desperate. They did what they shouldn't have done. James Harden is now a Brooklyn Net. So let's go into the full details of the trade, shall we, real quick. Rockets received Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodan's Cool Roots. Three Brooklyn first-rounders for 22, 24, and 26. A Milwaukee first-rounder for 22, unprotected. Four pick swaps with the Rockets. The Nets get James Harden. Pacers get Karis LeVert in the second-rounder. Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. The Rockets, in my opinion, won this trade. They got rid of the disgruntled superstar, and now they're set up for their future, which is great. You know, you have a young head coach, and it's good to make sure that that cabinet has a lot of assets going forward, which they do. So kudos to the Houston Rockets for doing this deal, getting what they got out of the deal. Good job by the Pacers for getting Karis LeVert. I think that kid is going to be a star in this league, and he's in a perfect situation to be able to spread his wings and experiment and grow and really build his career. So Great job by the Pacers. For the Cavs, getting Jared Allen, great move by them as well. Torian Prince, great move. For Brooklyn, for Brooklyn, be careful what you wish for. Be careful who you give power to. Rumors are saying that Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, they all met in L.A. and they concocted this plan of, getting James Harden to Brooklyn. They all wanted to play with each other. 
Okay, now you have it. But here's what happened in the process. Kyrie Irving lost his mind. We don't know if he wants to play basketball or not. The Brooklyn Nets, they have chemistry issues. They have a new head coaching staff. Steve Nash is still trying to figure out what the hell to do, how to sit, how to look, how to talk to referees, how to talk to players. And now you have this disgruntled, out-of-shape, talented scorer coming into your organization. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you wish for. James Harden's game over the last eight seasons has really been phenomenal. He's been a high-volume scorer. He's an automatic trip to the line. James Harden has done a lot of historical things scoring the basketball over the last eight years. Houston has won a ton of games, 53 games on average, and they haven't won a title. James Harden got everything he wanted in Houston. They gave him every star he wanted. They tried to give him every situation, every coach. They tried to cater the roster, cater the lineup, cater the playing style to him. They let him stay a few days after on road trips, gave him the private jet. He had everything he wanted in Houston. Now he wants to go to Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn had one of the deepest teams in the NBA in regards to depth. They had talent. Spencer Then when he went down, that was big. But they were a deep bunch. Jared Allen is a talented big. Rim protector, rebounder, high energy. Now what do you have left? What do you have left on this team that can honestly give you some confidence that they're going to compete? Well, right now what they have is James Harden, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, DeAndre, Joe Harris, Landry Schmidt, Tyler Johnson, Cabrero, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton, Reggie Perry, Chris Chioza. <laughs> That's their roster. Does that sound like a championship roster to you? Doesn't sound like a championship roster to me. But here's the biggest problem. The biggest problem that I have is that James Harden's game has never been predicated on team basketball. So now you're going to put him with Kevin Durant, that's having a phenomenal season coming off the Achilles. And Kyrie Irving, the guy who doesn't want to show up to work. How is that going to work? The late, great Kobe Bryant said the way James Harden plays basketball is not conducive to winning titles. He doesn't play well off the ball. He needs the ball. He's a high-volume shooter. So how is this going to work? I'm sure it'll be fine right now. Because Kyrie's nowhere to be found. He doesn't want to show up to work, like I said. So the combination of Kevin Durant and James Harden may work. May work. But defensively, they're a disaster. They have no defense. They have no defensive principles. They don't have a legit rim protector. DeAndre Jordan is good, but he's not a great rim protector. No. He's not the lob threat that he used to be. No. So what do they have? They have these two great stars. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players that ever played his game. And then you got James Harden, who's one of the greatest scorers that ever played his game. But am I going to call him a great player? No, I'm not. Great players elevate their franchises. Great players get their teams to where they need to be. James Harden, year after year after year, failed the Houston Rockets when they needed him the most. And what did he do? 
He alienated the other players or the other stars that were on the team, and they left. So now he's coming to Brooklyn to be the third wheel or the second wheel or whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how this works. Because like I said, you need depth in the NBA to win titles. Nets don't have that. <laughs> Nets don't have that. They don't have much depth. So how are they going to be able to fix that? I guess on the buyout market, they're going to hope that some players want to come play with this fantastic big three. You see, the Miami Heat, that was a fantastic big three because Dwayne Wade decided to sacrifice his game to make LeBron James the guy. And sure, sure, they didn't win the NBA Finals that year. But the next year, they were able to learn how to play with each other and skies were the limit. In this situation, though, who's going to sacrifice? Who's going to be the guy to take the back seat? Is it going to be no-show Irving? Or is it going to be James Harden? Which one? KD can play without the ball. That's fine. But which one of those two guys are going to sacrifice? Golden State was a great team as well. You know why? Sacrifice. Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green all sacrificed their game elevate Kevin Durant's game where's the sacrifice here who's gonna do it Kyrie left Cleveland because he didn't like what was going on he 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 wanted to be the guy do do his own thing go to Boston he ruined that now he's in Brooklyn he's trying to ruin that too so who's gonna sacrifice that that's my question the other thing that bothers me is that James Harden is not a winner you know who James Harden reminds me of? The guy who I always talk about so fondly on this show. Paul George. Paul George. They have so much in common. You know, with a few differences. Paul George plays defense. James Harden can't spell defense. But they do both choke in the playoffs. And this is the guy that you've traded your entire depth for. Okay. Brooklyn has been in existence for... A little bit. I understand that they want to try to maximize the championship window for Kevin Durant. But this ain't it. This ain't it. James Harden is not the guy to partner up with Kevin Durant. It happened in Oklahoma City. They got to the finals with a young, phenomenal team. And what happened in those finals? Kevin Durant played well. James Harden had an awful final. You see a trend here? And he hasn't got any better since. Still chokes. So what is he bringing to the table for a team that is primed for the postseason? We don't care about regular season with the Nets. It's all about what they're going to do in the postseason. Can you rely on James Harden to get you a win? No. You can do that for Kevin Durant. Can you rely on Kyrie Irving to be available to be able to trust him and try to get you a win. No, because he can't stay healthy. So what did you actually do? You got rid of a young Karis LeVert. You got rid of a young Jared Allen. You got rid of all of these draft picks. For what? For what? Certain players do not deserve this level of emptying the cabinet for them. As great as Carmelo Anthony was at the time, before the... New York trade. The New York Knicks should have never did that trade. They could have signed Carmelo Anthony in the offseason, 
kept all their picks, kept all of their young assets, and that would have been a team to beat because then they would have had those assets to be able to trade and get somebody else if they needed to. Chris Paul, maybe, somebody else, who knows. But no, they emptied the cabinet for him. Where did it get you? It didn't get you to an Eastern Conference final. It didn't get you anywhere. It got Carmelo Anthony out of town a few years later. So be careful what you wish for. Who's the leader? Who's going to be the captain of this ship? Who's the captain now? Not going to be James Harden. He's never led anything. Couldn't lead a parade. Same thing for Kyrie Irving. Couldn't lead a parade. KD is a very passive-aggressive superstar with very thin skin. Who's the captain? I I just want to know. Because right now, presently constructed, the Celtics are better, the Sixers are better, and the Bucs are better. What a big three we have in Brooklyn. A guy that's coming off an Achilles surgery. Great player. You have a guy that wants to show up when he wants to, but is always injured. And then you have another guy who is an Iron Man, plays every game, but when it comes playoff time, doesn't show up. Might as well not even show up how he plays. Great big three. We'll see how it plays out. I kind of know how it's going to play out, but I still would like to see it. It's kind of like when you're seeing that guy on a highway driving fast and he's going in and out of traffic. You know at some point that idiot may possibly get into a crash. But you're just going to wait. You're just going to wait and see. And then when you drive two or three miles down the road, you see him parked on the side. Cops are taking his information. They got some other guy yelling at him in the background while he's just sitting there dumbfounded. You knew what would happen, but you just you just wanted to see it anyway. Coming up after the break, the Jets have their new head coach on a Saturday. It's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. The Jets have a new head coach. Robert Sala, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, has agreed to become the Jets' new head coach. Great hire. Phenomenal hire. He's a tough, hard-nosed, no-nonsense, high-energy personality who I think is going to do great here. But I actually want to dive a little bit into this. See, the Jets have a history. They have a history of going a certain way with their head coaches. And every time they go into this particular direction, they do have some success. Bill Parcells, defensive-minded coach. Herm Edwards, defensive-minded coach. Eric Mangini, supposed to be an offensive genius, but he was also a really good defensive-minded coach. 
Todd Bowles, defensive-minded coach. Rex Ryan, defensive-minded coach. You see a pattern here? When they go that way, they have success. When they go the other way, Rich Kotite, Adam Gase, they end up not having such success. So Robert Sala falls in line where the Jets organization has always been comfortable. Defensive-minded head coach with a personality. But what doomed those other head coaches, Bill Parcells, I'm not going to say he got doomed. He just wanted to go somewhere else. But the other guys, what doomed them was a lack of awareness on the offensive side of the football. They're such great coordinators defensively that they just focus on the defense. They focus on the defense. And then the offense just looks terrible. Under Todd Bowles, the offense was terrible. Under Rex Ryan, it was very inconsistent. This is what I'm talking about. If they can be able to change that, the Jets will really have something special. The Jets hired Mike LaFleur to be their offensive coordinator. Mike LaFleur, quarterback's coach, he can be able to be that guy to really put this together offensively. They have Sam Darnold. They can be able to keep Sam Darnold now, develop him the right way, get him an offensive line, get him some weapons, and have an offensive coach, a young offensive coach, that can be able to unlock that potential, that can be able to show everybody why Sam Darnold was drafted number three a few years ago. That's what the difference is here. Rex Ryan never really had an offensive mind. Shoddy was okay, but you go down the list, you know, these coordinators weren't that special. They need special. I think Mike LaFleur has a chance to be special, but they still need a lot of offensive weapons. They need an offensive line. They need some wide receivers. They need a running back. So if they can be able to put these pieces together, the Jets really have something special. Robert Sala has a chance to really change the dynamic of this organization. Just like when Rex Ryan got hired, everybody kind of perked up and said, holy crap, this guy actually means business. The Jets might actually be taken seriously, and they were. For two years, the Jets were in the AFC title game in Rex Ryan's first two seasons as a head coach. Robert Sala possibly can have that type of success. I'm not saying two back-to-back AFC title games, But being able to have this organization be respected and not be a laughingstock around the NFL, that's what I'm talking about. Joe Douglas has come out recently and said that he's not sure he has to evaluate the Sam Donald situation. You know, they're not committing to him right now. And hey, that's not a bad move. I'm I'm not mad at that. But if Joe Douglas is really, really smart, he will keep Sam Donald. Because like I said, if Sam Darnold ends up having a great year under center, being the quarterback for the Jets, you know, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions, they could be able to get him at a nice, reasonable price where they don't have to overpay for him. That's a good bargain for the Jets. That's a good situation for Sam Darnold to continue to build. You can be able to put that extra money back into the team. They have a ton of draft picks. They have a ton of cap space this offseason. I need to see the Jets do some special things. 
Do some things that we haven't seen them do in a while. Be smart with their money. Be smart with their draft. They already are showing that they're smart with hiring their coaches. So let's see them continue this. Because building this roster is the most important part of this entire reconstruction. Now, turning my attention to another team that got a higher right, the Detroit Lions. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions for entering the realm of competent teams. They hire a great guy for their general manager. Brad Holmes is a new GM for the Lions. He worked with the St. Louis LA Rams. You know, he was in their front office as an executive, and now he's the GM for the Lions. This is a great move. Big move for the culture as well. Black dude, I love it. And he's also an intelligent dude. That's the most important thing. Intelligent, capable of doing the job. Detroit has a lot of work to do. This guy will be able to get them exactly where they need to be. Maybe Stafford is not the guy. Maybe they decide to move on from Stafford. But I trust Brad Holmes to make the right decisions. And this is a great move by the Detroit Lions organization. Great hire. This is a home run. There's no other way to say it. A++ hire. But of course, all teams don't get high grades for their hiring. Because the Atlanta Falcons... Arthur Smith, the OC for the Tennessee Titans, is the new head coach. Eh, blah. Like I've been saying on my show, Raheem Morris deserved this job. He did a great job taking over this team as interim coach. They had a personality. They had fire. They played with aggression. I like the way they were going on the Raheem Morris. But, of course, they go for the offensive coordinator. They go for the offensive guy. I would be a great offensive coordinator, too, if I had Derrick Henry, if I had A.J. Brown, Corey Davis on the outside. So let's see what Arthur Smith does with this particular job. It's not offense that has been the problem for Atlanta. It's defense. They need somebody with some backbone that can be able to lead this team, the entire team, and have them have a aggressive personality aggressive identity is Arthur Smith going to be this guy I I don't know but smells a little Adam Gase to me really does so if I'm gonna grade this I give it a C C minus there were such great head coaching candidates out there and you go you go for Arthur Smith <laughs> Ah, this is why Atlanta is a dumpster fire, and they will continue to be a dumpster fire. And I will just enjoy watching it burn. Because when you had a chance to be able to fix yourselves, you go ahead and just continue to pour gasoline on yourselves. (laughs) I I don't know what else to say, man. I really don't. Good luck. Good luck with this job, this organization, Arthur Smith. I hope it works out for you. But we also have some rumors that are swirling. Things are getting hot and heavy for the L.A. Chargers in regards to their coaching search. We're hearing that offensive coordinator Brian Dable from the Bills looks like he's in position to get the head coaching job for the Chargers. 
if they get Brian Dable and put him with Justin Herbert, oh, man, I think the Chargers have something going here. I think they really can build something special. That is a special quarterback over there, and I think Brian Dable is the next really, really good head coach in the NFL. He has the temperament. He has the passion. He's smart. He has that leadership quality about him. Hire him today, L.A. Hire him today. And if they go get themselves a nice defensive coordinator, man, oh, man, can they do some special things on that team. I can't wait to see it. I hope that they, you know, finalize this deal quickly and get that new era in L.A. started. So there's some exciting things on the way. I want to see how every one of these teams fill out their rosters, fill out their coaching staffs with the, with the Lions. I want to see who the head coach is going to be, who his staff is going to be. So there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts. The NFL offseason is almost underway. We still have some games to play, some big games to play. Coming up after the break, we talk NFL divisional round, and I'll tell you who I think is going to win and why. On a Saturday, it's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening, I'm tuned in, I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now, I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here, let's go. Welcome back, y'all. Divisional playoffs are here. Divisional weekend is here. And it's a big fight field, man. I can't wait to get into these games. Can't wait to see what happens with these games. So let's just get right into it. Let's start with the first game. Rams and Packers at 435. Rams are 10-6, coming off a big win against Seahawks. Packers had to buy. And who will win this game? Well, I can never go against Aaron Rodgers. He's the MVP this year. It's not even up for debate. Patrick Mahomes had a good year. Josh Allen had a good year. Derrick Henry had a great year. But the year belongs to A.A. Ron, Mr. Discount Double Check, Mr. Goat Rogers. Yeah, that's what I call him. It's his year. So we have a dynamic matchup. On the Rams side, you have a great defense. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. But Jared Goff has that thumb issue. He was the hero last, last week. But can he do it again? Can he upset another team? I'm going to say no, because the Seahawks were exposed last week. The Seahawks were not a good team all year. They had a terrible defense. They had no weapons offensively other than DK Metcalf, and Jalen Ramsey took him out of the game. The running game was awful, dreadful. So, you know, it was a cakewalk pretty much for the Rams last week. This week, not so much. Now, granted, the Packers have a lot of offensive line issues. Batiari's out for the year. So... We'll see. But the difference is that this running attack has some talent. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Williams, they have, they have some talent there. And they can be able to do some damage in that backfield. It's going to be an interesting matchup. The matchup I want to see is Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams. In my personal opinion, I think Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in all of football. And Jalen Ramsey damn sure may be the best cornerback in all of football. 
So we're going to see who wins that matchup. Honestly, I think Devontae is going to win that matchup. Devontae is too smart. His footwork is impeccable. His hands are impeccable. Everything about the guy as a wide receiver is just excellent. So my choice for this game, the Packers. The Packers will win this game 30 to 24. It's not going to be a blowout. It will be a tough game, but Aaron Rodgers will prevail and get to the NFC title game. They have too much going for them, for them to lose to this Rams team. Sean McVay has done a great job with this team this year, but this is where it stops for them. And it's not a disappointing season. I think that they overachieved tremendously. Absolutely. I think it's just the Packers year. That's just my opinion. Next game we have after this is Ravens at Bills. Baltimore was definitely impressive last week, but what's going to happen this week? I really love this matchup because... When Lamar Jackson was doing all of his Superman heroics last year, I said that I think Josh Allen is better. Josh Allen had a decent year last year, and I still said Josh Allen's better. What I saw this year is exactly what I thought. Josh Allen is a better thrower of the football than Lamar Jackson is. Josh Allen goes through his reads his first read, his second read, his third read. And then if it's not there, he will go ahead and tuck and run and try to get a first down. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, will drop back, not even look at his first read, and go tuck and run. So the Bills, all they have to do in this game, in my opinion, is lock up those running lanes. Force Lamar Jackson to throw the ball 40 times. Hey, if he can throw for 370, 425, let him do that. Let him prove that he can be able to win a game with his arm and not those supernatural legs that he has. That's what I think will happen. I think the Bills are going to cut him off. Without that running game, Baltimore is extremely vulnerable and below average. They don't have a great wide receiver on the outside. Hollywood is a decent wide receiver but he's not elite they have a pretty decent tight end in Andrews but he's not elite they have a pretty decent running back committee nobody is truly special so this is what I'm saying force Lamar Jackson to throw that ball you will win the game so my prediction Bills 35 Ravens 23 Bills advance to the AFC championship And man, oh man, who will they play? Is it going to be the Chiefs? Going to be the Browns? I don't know. Let's go ahead and segue into that. Browns and Chiefs on Sunday. Browns are 11-5. Chiefs are 14-2. This will be a very quick analysis of this game. Browns don't have a chance in hell. (laughs) Chiefs will do exactly what they want. Uh, You know, the Browns passing attack is okay. They've played a little better. Baker Mayfield has been all right, but he's still not elite. That running attack is where they make their money. This is where that offense can be able to take off. Can they control the running game? I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes will not be denied. Yeah, they have Miles Garrett for the Browns. He's a dynamo defensively, but Patrick Mahomes is just special. And you can't contain this offense. Their running game may be a little suspect right now, a little questionable. But 
When all fails, Travis Kelsey will be there. When all fails, Patrick Mahomes will deliver. So I have the Chiefs winning this game big, 42-27, to and they go ahead and advance to the AFC title game to play the Bills. But we are waiting for the super fight, aren't we? The super fight that's going to be at 6.40 p.m. between the Buccaneers and Saints. Brady versus Breeze. Bruce Arians versus Sean Payton. This is going to be such a great game. A couple of years back, we wanted to see this in the Super Bowl. It didn't happen because the Saints got screwed. But now we get it in the divisional playoffs. And man, oh man, what a matchup. The Saints have a dynamic offense. Alvin Kamara is special. Michael Thomas is special. Yes, he had a rough year because he he was injured. But it doesn't matter. Everybody's healthy at the right time now. And the Bucs are playing well at the right time. Antonio Brown has embraced his role as the third weapon, and they have gelled. They have gotten better every week down the stretch. So the, the, the Bucs have answered a lot of, you know, naysayers down the stretch, but I still need to see a little more. If they can be able to win this game, they really have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. But if I had to pick somebody to win this game, I'm going Saints. Saints win 35-24. to 24. The Saints' defense is just going to be too much. Yeah, I know. Listen, it's very hard to beat a team three times in a season. But the Saints are just a better team than the Bucs. They have played better. They have, you know, really showed their chemistry. I'm talking about the Bucs here. Brady showed last week why a lot of people consider him the greatest of all time. So, you know, they have a lot going for them. But the Saints are just a tough bunch. The Saints are just a gritty defensive-minded, they ground and pound the football, they can air it out, they're just a better team. They're just a better team from top to bottom. They're better coached, they have a better running back. Uh, you know, quarterback, okay, you can give the edge to to the Bucks, but they're just a better team around the board. That's it. But we can all expect a great game. Get your popcorn ready like T.O. used to say. It's going to be a fun weekend. I can't wait. I really, really can't wait. Coming up after the break, my NBA PSA on a Saturday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils, but to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in the dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. My NBA PSA. Here goes. As fans, we expect our athletes to hold themselves to a higher level. You know, be professional, make the right decisions. Obviously, they're human. They're not always going to do that. But try to be an example for the youth. And I heard George Hill say something this week where it was like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to continue to, 
you know, play and see my family and, and, and do whatever I want to do. I don't have to wear no damn mask and all that stuff. And it's like, bruh, at some point, you have to make a decision. It's either you're going to play and adhere to the policy or don't play. Nobody's forcing your hands. And this is for every basketball player. This is for every baseball player. This is for everybody. I guess this should be a PSA for every sport. If you don't want to play because you don't want to follow the rules, don't play. But don't be mad when you don't see a game check. Don't be mad when the organization decides to void your contract because at the end of the day, you have a responsibility to play. And whatever policies are in place, you're supposed to play if you want that money. Now, if you feel that you're good, you don't need that money, you can be able to sit out a year or two because you want to go ahead and do whatever you want because you don't want to follow policy and protocol, then just stay home. But don't try to be a tough guy because what type of example are you setting for the younger kids, your own kids, people that look up to you? We had somebody in charge that for a while didn't care about wearing masks. So what did half the country do? They didn't wear a mask because they idolized this man. They looked up to this man. There's a lot of people that look up to their athletes, look up to their stars. We always say, hey, listen, you, you know, this is just a job. We don't want to be heroes, all that stuff. But you are. You are to a lot of kids. You are to a lot of people who have tough lives act professional act like adults all you gotta do is just adhere to policy every job every organization has policy that you have to follow if you don't follow that policy there's a high chance that you will be terminated now if the nba tells you hey listen you can stay home if you don't want it but you're not gonna get paid that's your choice. But don't risk anybody else's lives. Don't risk anybody else's young ones. Don't risk anybody else's, you know, older folks. Don't do that. Be an adult. Be responsible. You see, we, we always think that, oh, my goodness, these guys, they have all this money. They got to figure it out. No, they're just idiots with money. So I don't look at George Hill as a hero or an example to pass on to the youth. I look at him as an irresponsible adult that's making a lot of money. And for the rest of the guys that feel this way, don't play. Don't ruin it for the rest of the people that want to do right. Don't ruin it for the other guys that, you know, stay out of contact with their family. They don't have people over. They're not going out clubbing. They're not doing all of this nonsense, going to birthday parties without masks. Just do what you have to do. Adam Silver is a hell of a commissioner. He does right by his players. He's done wonderful things for the NBA. Don't ruin this. Don't ruin this. So my PSA, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't play. Sit your ass at home. Or go to any party you want to, any strip club, and have everybody over. Hey, it's fine. 
You want to jeopardize your own people? Go ahead. That's your business. Don't jeopardize anybody else's. Don't jeopardize anybody else's family because you want to be a dumbass. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Saturday, it's all even. This is the God, gents and gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So since I didn't have a show on Tuesday, I'm just going to go straight for the winner. And it's a good one. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is the Brooklyn Nets organization. The Brooklyn Nets organization is mine because don't you guys remember what happened a few years back when Prokhorov owned the team and, you know, they wanted to steal the headlines. So they went ahead and did something drastic. (laughs) Billy King, who was the GM at that time, decided to trade all of their draft picks to the Boston Celtics for Kevin Garnett and an old-ass Paul Pierce. <laughs> I think Jason Terry was a part of that too, right? And man, oh man, what happened to them? It was a disaster. Jason Kidd was the head coach. He's over here spilling, you know, uh, uh, juices on himself to try to get an extra time. <laughs> it was desperation at his finest. He tried to get some of that Boston magic that they had for that one year. And they were old at that time. You know, you can't blame those guys. Garnett couldn't stay healthy for Brooklyn. Paul Pierce was Paul Pierce. He's just old looking all the time. And they mortgaged their future for that. So you would think that when Sean Marks came in here five years ago and the cabinet was barren, there was nothing there. No draft picks, no nothing. He picked off Spencer Dinwiddie in the G League. He worked this organization He got some player development guys in here, and they really turned it around. The Brooklyn Nets turned it around. Everybody was so gung-ho about the Brooklyn Nets. D'Angelo Russell became an all-star. That team, everybody loved them. They played their hearts out in that first round against the Sixers. Sky was the limit for this team. And what did they do? What did they do? They pulled off. An offseason for the ages. Getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to come here and be the championship pieces. That was the first mistake. Because if you wanted Kevin Durant, you should have just signed Durant. You shouldn't have signed the headache. Mr. I don't want to show up to work. Kyrie Irving. Mr. Flat Earther. That was your first mistake. The second mistake was, and I can't believe that they would actually do this is make the same mistake they did when Sean Marks took the team over. So you trade all your draft picks. You trade everything. You trade the ball boy. You trade 
the equipment guy, you trade the, the, the concession guys, you trade everybody for James Harden. So this is an organization that's been through so much, and you've done so much, Sean Marks, but you go ahead and repeat history? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. The Nets organization, they must be a glutton for punishment. They thought, oh, this time is going to be different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see exactly. The Brooklyn Nets, they remind me of that boxer that's punch drunk. And his corner's telling him, listen, you got to keep your hand up. Keep your left hand up because you keep getting knocked. And what does the boxer do? Drops his left hand and gets knocked out. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I can't. When I seen this trade go through, my first reaction was laughter. <laughs> it was like, yo, this is crazy. What a great deal. It was pure laughter because of that one reason. The Nets are so desperate that they will repeat history and won't even bat an eye. Yeah, we're going we're to do it again. I got beat up on this block five years ago. I'm going to come back on that same block. <laughs> Things will be different this time. I didn't learn how to fight better, but things will be different this time. Okay, I know I'm in the Twilight Zone. I know for a fact I'm in the Twilight Zone because the Knicks are over there making smart moves. They're not doing anything crazy while the Nets are behaving like the Knicks. <laughs> Just go get any guy. Go get go get star talent. Go get anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy right there, the most disgruntled player in the NBA, go get him. The, the, the most spoiled player in the NBA, go get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the guy that nobody gets along with. Yeah, that Kyrie Irving guy, yeah, get him. Get him. <laughs> like When Nick fans are looking at you and laughing, you have to get juice. No Nick fan right now wants to be a Brooklyn Nets fan. They're like, yeah, okay, if you think that's going to work. There, I, there's not one Nick fan that's jealous of the Nets right now because they see the train wreck before you guys do. <laughs> Ah, so Nets organization, you guys may think you're the biggest winners right now, but really and truly, you're going to see it's not going to work. You're going to end up being the biggest losers. But for right now, you're the winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys on Tuesday and then next Saturday because there's going to be a lot to talk about. There's always great things to talk about in regards to sports, but, you know, we have some big things coming up. So until then, stay safe, stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.